invite you guys welcome to we're potting this together it's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite disney channel original movies thanks for listening i'm josh i'm Lori. i'm sammy and i hope you've been a good boy because today we're watching life is rough calvin is a likable bright 13 year old who has almost everything he could want in life except a prized rare copy of a comic he collects when he hears about a dog show with the $5,000 prize, he decides to get a dog and enter to win the money and buy the comic. He doesn't bargain for the fact that he comes to love Tycho, the accident-prone, lovable mutt that he rescues from the pound. I was just going to say, we should talk about like where we are at with the DCOMs. 2005. We are in 2005. What was going on now? Sorry, I love asking questions that I don't know the answers to. Do you mean what was going on like in the general zeitgeist of 2005 or like on Disney Channel? A little bit of both. Like what I was, was like about to turn 15 and driving. Wow. Okay, so this is for me when I'm I'm looking at these movies and I'm like, okay, I kind of watched these, but I didn't. My and sisters was... mostly watched these. Yeah, I had little siblings who were still watching Disney Channel, so I kind of, like, occasionally caught a glimpse. But it's different watching these because I'm like, I don't have any nostalgia or emotional attachment. I just, like, remember if they're good or bad. I feel the same way. They uh, were definitely a little after my time now, and I still watch them occasionally just because I had... I did have nostalgia for Disney Channel in general, and and I know I grew up watching DCOMs and I loved them. And so even as like an older teen, whenever Disney Channel had a new movie, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll watch that. I loved those as a kid. But it was never like, I didn't have the same attachment that I did before. Yeah. Guys, the Disney wiki, instead of a mouse cursor, it's Mickey Mouse's glove. Oh. So 2005 in Disney, we had Herbie, Fro- Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, with the- You cut out and froze, but I assume you were going to say, oh, with Lindsay Lohan, to which the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, we also had The Pacifier, which I think was like <gasps> Rocks, one of his first, like, not being a wrestle man. That was a really good movie. If you haven't seen that movie, it's worth seeing. Uh, we have Howl's Moving Castle and My Neighbor Totoro, which... I know Totoro came out in like the late 80s at least. So maybe this is just like they started getting, I know Disney has like a special, did a special release with, it's kind of unfortunate now, but uh, John Lanceter, I remember his name. um, He was one of the people who got busted for not some great stuff during the whole Me Too thing. And uh, every single Disney DVD of Miyazaki movies or uh, Ghibli movies has him doing like an intro about like explaining uh, the movies. So I've been watching them with my friends and every single time he pops up to like tell me about this movie and it's just like oh. Oh go away. Um, in 2005 George W. was inaugurated as a, for his second term. George W. Grey's Anatomy premiered. The first ever YouTube video was uploaded. What was it? Titled Me at the Zoo. Oh isn't that <gasps> Josh, can you tell us about that? I feel like you would know. Oh, no, I don't know. I was just going to say, I think that's an interesting point because from here on out, I think a lot of the shows and movies have like digital aspects to them, like websites, not websites, but like Dog with a Vlog, which has, isn't it the same actress? I don't know what that is. That's so Raven was kind of coming to an end at this point, And it felt like they... We're like, oh yeah, Corey is going to go on, obviously. And he might have his own show and he might do his own movies. So like, since Raven is kind of leaving, we'll start pushing Corey more. Yeah, he had like Corey in the house, his own show. Yeah, it was it was a spinoff of That's So Raven. He was the same character. And their dad, I guess, got a job cooking for the president at the White House. And Corey decides to go with him. To, I don't know why Raven and the mom didn't go. They were murdered. Probably. You know who I won't be starting a fan club for? Me. Corey. Because I didn't care for him or his character. I prefer him to Raven. Are you kidding me? I'll start a fan club for him. Go ahead. I ain't ever clicking on whatever it is you do. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to your Corey in the White House podcast. Yeah, maybe you could make like one full episode with the content you have for that. 
Wait, Justin Bieber's sidekick, Little Twist, charged with six felonies and Kyle Massey attack? Wait, what? Oh my I, I'm investigating. Let me check the Justin Bieber dark web. <laughs> but how long ago was this? 2015. Okay, Justin Bieber's sometimes sidekick has just been nailed with six felonies for allegedly breaking into Kyle Massey's house, beating up his brother, and stealing from the apartment. Yeah, I remember this. I don't! Kyle, they pummeled Chris Massey, who's Kyle Massey's brother, with, with brass knuckles. Oh my god, Justin Bieber? He it didn't do Bieber's anything. Friend. He wasn't there. Kyle Massey settles beef over Brister, P- Bristol Palin reality show. Wait, <laughs> are we in an alternate timeline? Is this, is this the onion? What's happening? <laughs> Sex bomb explodes on Dancing with the Stars. What? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of website are you on? TMZ. Ew. The one line of trivia on this Life is Rough movie is Corey was 44 during the filming. First of all, nobody's... <laughs> I don't think that's true. It took me a second to process that. <laughs> Secondly, his name isn't Corey. <laughs> oh my god. I, that took an embarrassing amount of time for me to be like, oh, oh. Uh, so let's talk about this movie in which 44-year-old Corey gets a dog. <laughs> Uh, so the beginning of this almost made me cry. Anybody oh, else? Yes, with the little puppies. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of puppies outside of a a grocery store or something. But like every single person who walks by these puppies wants a puppy because that was the that was weird. But yeah. except one puppy just gets left behind because every like there was exactly enough except for one. I don't believe that in the slightest. But also, who just drops a bunch of puppies outside a store? And it's Seriously. Like three puppies? Those puppies are not staying in that box. There's a 0% chance of those puppies being like, oh, we'll just wait here. That poor puppy. Also, they look, were like very nice puppies. They could have been sold. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wasting your money if you leave a box of dogs, which probably isn't legal. It's definitely not legal. You can't even sell dogs or any pets on Facebook. I think you can sell livestock. There's like a livestock loophole, but you can't sell pets. And it just so happened that like kids with their moms were walking by and happened to want to have a dog in their life and were willing to take on whatever costs there would be. Can you imagine that? Like you're going to, yeah, you're going to like Hy-Vee or that's a non-regional grocery. You're going to your non-regionally specific grocery store with your mom. You're like eight or what the fuck ever. And there's a box of puppies and you're just like, hey mom, can we get one? And your mom's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Ugh. That was exactly like the exchange like five times over. Oh yeah, five like, times over. I walk by, mommy, look, a puppy. All right, let's grab one. At the end of the night, the everyone in this town leaves a dog outside in a box during a thunderstorm. It's so sad. It was so sad. So he grows up and then there's dog police. They chase the dog and they destroy like a farmer's market and a garage sale and the dog's being super like... <laughs> By the end of it, he's dressed up in, like, a tutu or something. Uh, I don't know how he managed to disguise himself, but he runs through a rack of clothes and comes out wearing, like, sunglasses, a hat, a tank top, and a tutu. I will say I was very happy this dog did not talk. Thank Kurt Cameron for that. I think I would have shut it off and been like, our podcast is done now. If this dog had started talking or if somebody had started channeling the dog's thoughts... I was really concerned going into this movie. First of all, I've been concerned going into any decom lately because we've had a bad go yes. of it. But I was also concerned going into this one because we have not had a good dog movie mm-hmm. at all. We have had Hounded. We've had oh. You uh, Lucky Dog. You Lucky Dog. Oh. What else have we had? We've had some other dog movies, haven't we? I don't think yeah. we have. Is that it? There okay. were dogs involved in other okay. ones. Well, both of those were absolute garbage, so this one did not look promising, despite the fact that I love dogs with all of my heart. Yeah, I tend to not like movies with animals in them. A, because I feel kind of bad for the animals involved. B, they're usually like, hey, we have an animal. We don't need to do other work. I will say I enjoyed this one, though. Yeah, that's not awful. Turns out Corey and his friends are comic book nerds. He needs, like, he has all but the first issue of some comic, and he also really needs a date. Yeah, what was that? He was, like, interviewing girls? Yeah, I don't care how popular you are. That's not happening. 
I was really confused. I was like, is this for a secretary position? It was for a date to the dance. I am though, I will say I'm happy that this is another Disney isn't another Disney Channel movie where it's like the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time story. though, like he wasn't that likable of a character. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not saying he was likable by any means. It's just usually like the whole story is like them overcoming being uncool. Or like people being like, You're not uncool after all. Yeah, this one yeah. was more of a humbling story. Um, there's like he's giving girls this part was annoying uh, especially during the interviews where I used to work at a comic shop and it happened sometimes women did it but most of the time it would be men coming up and trying to ask really obscure questions or walking into my game store and being like well do you actually play games do you actually read comics and if I didn't know the specific thing they were talking about they would just kind of like chuckle and walk away so during his like dating questions he was giving them like trick questions which is just like a shitty nerd boy thing to do it's so gatekeepy it's yeah not cool at all especially since like there's more than just superhero comics like i love comic books i don't read that many superhero ones like some of them work for me so when they come up and be like well what was superman doing and blah 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 i'm like i don't know something with this fucking laser eyes i don't care i was just gonna i mean the name of the comic book that he loved was gotham man which is obviously batman uh, so it sounds oh. like a super popular one, not very obscure. So it was really, it was just really frustrating that he was, he was like, that's the one piece of criteria to be at all in his, like, worthy of talking to. And yeah. he's probably missing out on a bunch of cool girls who are into video games and comic books in general, just not the very exact specific comic book that he's into. Yeah, Emily, the, the, love interest um that he kind of butts heads with at the beginning she ends up later we find out that she's into this other comic book she's like oh i think i don't remember the name of it but it was it was clearly a girl superhero and he's like i think she's much better and he's like what and she's like it's got better art better writing better character development what? And, and he was like what are you talking about that's bullshit uh, but i was like no this sounds interesting and it sounds like she's somebody who can challenge his uh, very narrow-minded yeah like view so but she also knew gotham man uh so she works at an animal shelter <gasps> yes surprise surprise that may or may not come into play later on yes and a movie about dogs you don't say what? also she's probably his age which they mentioned was 13 and she's working at a dog Oh, She's thank probably you. volunteering or something. She was the only one in that building. She was the one in charge of like <laughs> discharge papers. She had to go to people's houses to make sure they were getting along with dogs, which is like a safety. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You're right. That's not. It was a little like <laughs> unbelievable at some parts. At least make them like 16. It'd still be unbelievable, but at least it wasn't like, oh, you're sending a child to people's houses alone. Okay. At another part of this movie, there was a kid working a food truck or like a ice cream cart. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I kids could probably do this, but he is 13, like a little 12-year-old kid working in an ice cream cart. I was like, do no adults work in this world? What There's is going nothing on? Nothing else. I think this movie gives us an insight into how Disney feels about child labor laws. <laughs> oh. Some tie into basketball. I guess the Corey has friends who The Corey? On basketball Team. I like how we call him Corey when that's neither oh, the actor's gonna... name nor the character's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, so during the middle of the basketball game, the fancy dude... The bougie boy. The bougie boy Joey? Preston. Preston. That's a very bougie Does boy. a dog show. Everyone was very disinterested in the dog show. But it was amazing. I, I find that incredibly cute. unbelievable that nobody cared about this adorable dog doing tricks. My impression was that this like little shithead keeps bringing his dog to school. So anytime there's an excuse to show off their dog, he's like, everybody look at me. And so like, yeah. from our perspective, it's really cool. From their perspective, they're like, seriously, you've done this 17 times. I counted. Yeah, I, I get see that. that. I get that. Preston, get a life. Um, this is where we see that this Corey fellow is an unsavory character. I wouldn't say unsavory. I mm. think he's just um, opportunistic. He's uh. 13. Yeah. 
he but he's very smart apparently he doesn't imply himself in school but he's got connections and he knows how to work them in his favor and it everybody calls him out on just taking shortcuts everywhere like if he needs something done he's gonna but it didn't seem like shortcuts to me so one of the the i guess the basketball team's playbook got stolen and so they come to Corey because they know that he will figure shit out. He's going to solve everybody's problems. And he ends up, he's, I guess, friends with somebody from the rival school. And he manages to make some sort of deal so that that guy can steal the playbook back and the basketball team can win. And he like, he offered him a brand new cell phone. Gets all shady by, he's like calling from a corner like, hey, how's that pizza? And he's like, where are you? Don't worry about it. Like, he's going to invent the next Facebook is what this kid's going to do. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's, like, a pleasant guy to be around, but I wouldn't say he's unsavory. So Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's Mark Zuckerberg. This is the prequel to The Social Network. Oh, my. It kind of works, though. <laughs> this entire movie is is the prequel to The Social Network, written by, uh, what's his name, Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin? Corey. Yeah, Corey. The Corey is what Corey you're book. saying. <laughs> okay, so what's important in this, though, is that because he gets the playbook back, everything goes okay, the team rewards him with the second issue of Gotham Man. Wait, but he's still missing the first issue. <gasps> Which, like, how much do you think the second one was worth? Did they mention it? Because probably the first a lot. one's worth, like, $3,000. Yeah. Second one's probably worth upwards of, like, I'd say 2500 at least. So 44-year-old Corey has his hands on the second magazine. And I think it's around this point where, pardon, a uh, bougie boy reveals that there's, like, a dog contest and that the prize is $3,000, which is convenient. Or it's $5,000. And so he'd have, like, spare change after buying his comic book. Yeah, so he gets uh, this crazy idea to enter the dog competition. But his friend is like, you're missing one key element. And Corey, Calvin, Kyle is like, what? What could I possibly be missing? The scheme is flawless. And the guy's like, you're missing a, a dog. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so he goes to the dog pound, which is run by his future girlfriend. And there's only one dog bear that he can adopt. And there's no adults involved. He just has to take a form home to his parents to get signed with no proof. And I have gotten a dog from the shelter before. I've gotten a cat from the shelter before. You need to, like, prove where you live, prove that you can have it, fill out this questionnaire about, like, other pets you have, prove blah, 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 and, like, bring in two proofs of your current address. It can't just be some 13-year-old being like, yo, I want this 300-pound dog. I'll go get this form signed by my parents and give it back to this other 13 year old who's apparently the only person <laughs> at this dog shelter and the one who's declaring whether or not somebody's fit to be a dog yeah <laughs> and like there's not like there's not another like an adult who's like behind somewhere as far as i saw it was literally just her just her yeah and she's like you had said that animals were filthy you said that you don't like animals that you never want to have a dog like, why are you here? And why are you trying to get a dog? So it gets me, I think there were other dogs available to adopt, but this one was not getting adopted out because it's kind of a terror. And I think um, the guy who actually runs the place, who was an adult that we saw for a brief moment, but then he disappeared. I think he was implying that the dog was going to get put down because he's like, don't name them. That's only going to lead to heartache. So I think he was implying that this dog is going to get put down. So she was desperate to adopt him out. But I really think that this kid, Calvin, was not the right choice no. <laughs> to pawn him off on. Like when she's like, there's only one you can adopt. And I'm like, first of all, there's not. There's others. I saw them. But secondly, you can pull that scheme on somebody who actually can take care of a dog. She's so morally against dog shows but she's willing to like hand off this animal that she know yeah. he won't be able to manage. Shockingly, Disney does not know how to handle like people concerned with animal welfare without making it like a caricature. <sighs> like it's not a consistent thing. No. Remember the horse racing thing 
that like ended up them being like, oh, horse racing is cool. And now this one is like, dog shows are bad. Oh, just kidding. It's fine. There was never any evidence to the contrary to change her mind. It was like she spends the entire movie being like dog shows are inhumane. Dogs are poorly treated. And then the second, but like the second this other kid, Preston, pisses her off. She's like, all right, now you got to enter Tycho in the competition and win. And it's like, okay, is it inhumane or is it not inhumane? Yeah. Don't know a lot about dog competitions. Surprise, surprise. But I always figured they were like somewhat well-intentioned. I know there's weird stuff that can go on, but in the end, isn't it about like healthy dogs? I do know a lot about dog competitions. Surprise, surprise. My parents showed dogs when I was growing up. Wow. But they they did dog shows, which is different from agility. Oh, yeah. This was purely agility, and it kind of bothered me that they were calling it dog shows because that's not at all what a dog show is. Even agility, it's you're putting your dog, and I can guarantee you 90% of people who are entering their dogs and dog shows fully love and care for their pets. Totally. You have to. It's it's an everyday thing where you're with your dog, like training yeah. them. Yeah. It's, it's not a lucrative business. Nobody's really making shit tons of money off of dog shows. In fact, I don't think there were ever cash prizes. If there were, they were maybe $250, $500. is a high dollar wow. show I've never even heard of. There's some, I tend to agree with, there is some shadiness with like dog breeding that can get a little dicey. Mm-hmm. But as far, especially agility, it's just like training your dog well, showing like putting your dog on an obstacle course. And you can always tell everybody's having fun. The dog's having fun. The people are having fun. So yeah, don't quite understand why <laughs> she was so against it. Maybe just because of the Jeremy guy. Preston I feel like guy. the big thing for her since she works at a shelter would probably be being against pet breeding, which doesn't really apply in the situation anyway. So that's not even a valid yeah. explanation for how she acted. Yeah. She has them... Um, has his parents sign the adoption form, which of course he finds a way around and fakes it and has them sign another paper. Well, yeah, he just like fibs and his mom is like an overnight nurse or something. So she's like exhausted and she's just yeah. like, I'll sign it. She does a giant fake yawn while she's signing. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like is like pretty mom where you're like, oh, I'll do it anyway. I'm so tired. Yeah. They're like trying to start training and he doesn't. Is that this part? Like they go out to a park and I think he's like briefly trying to train and he's not doing, he's just kind of like yelling commands at the dog and then get like, yeah, not directing the dog at all. He like, he stands on a skateboard, holds the, this dog that he picked up five minutes ago and it's just like, go. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, you're going to pull me. I'm not going to pull you. And it's like, do you really expect the dog to understand what you want from him? Yeah. So Corey keeps the dog at his house. No one notices the barking and a giant 200-pound dog running around. Yeah, this is where it gets proven. Like, Corey's a little piece of shit, but his parents are, like, negligent at Oh, this. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you have your 13-year-old. You hear him yelling in his room or talking in his room, and there's not supposed to be anybody in there. You open the door to see if he has, like, a boyfriend or a girlfriend over. You don't just be like, oh, okay, you're doing your meditation, which apparently involves you yelling full senses at somebody. Uh, it's fine. Or, like, it's a okay. dog barking in there. You're not like, oh, there's a dog in the room. He has this incident, though, where during the day, the dog breaks into the kitchen and completely destroys everything. Which, like, good for the dog get, not getting lost. Like, he goes inside the house he's supposed to be in, so. Yeah, I also, I this happens in, like, every movie that has a dog in it, where they just destroy the kitchen. And I always get so worried that, like, dogs aren't supposed to eat that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. dog is going to get so, that dog is going to have explosive diarrhea <laughs> all over the house. Yeah. Yikes. There's no way that dog just like curled up covered in flour on the couch and that's it. Like, I don't think they can show fecal matter on TV. I don't think they can. There was a scene where the dog, like Corey goes to pick up dog poop when he starts getting responsible and you can see him with a little doggy bag and he just looks down. You don't see the poop. It's just off screen. He just looks down. He like goes back in the house and comes out with a giant garbage bag. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, you never see the poop. Yeah, I don't think it's allowed. I think that's like one of the rules. Can you show? <laughs> I know even like there's something with like bodily fluids. Like when I, I recently 
we watched all three of the Jackass movies, and Ugh. there's no, oh, this is bad. Um, there's a part where they get semen from a, a horse, and then one of them drinks it, and they can't show. They have to like blur out the cup because they're not allowed to like show that happening. It got crazy there. Sammy, I mean, have you found the poop thing yet? Apparently, hold on. When was this? 2003 was the first time fecal matter was shown on TV. <laughs> In the Fox sitcom Oliver Bean, when he was splattered head to toe with Doggy Doo. What? <laughs> what was Oliver Bean? Was it like a one? I don't know. It gets I like don't, I've never even heard of this. People are like, I can't handle this shit. Hold on. Oh, there's a TV tropes. Uh oh, guys. I'm not coming back to the podcast. You're gonna have a <laughs> you're gonna have a scat cast. <laughs> Oh. 24-7 scat cast. All scat all the time. What have you learned about the TV tropes of shit? You're not likely to see a fictional character going to the bathroom. This would detract from the plot line. Besides, nobody really wants to see that sort of thing. Corey's mom and dad come back early, and he throws a blanket over the dog, and that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. The dog, who cannot act well ever, 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 is suddenly just like, oh, time to play dead. Um... And, and Corey's just like, mm, I had some friends over. We made a bit of a mess. I'm sorry. I'll clean this up. I'll get right to it. Sorry, guys. And the sad thing is the parents were so happy that he took an ounce of responsibility for anything in his life that they were okay with it. Yeah, they didn't even question it. They were just like, hey, he's cleaning up after himself. Let's not. He's fixed his problems and we didn't have to parent at all. Let's just go with it. Yeah, let's not push this. So I guess Preston uh, paid some kids to beat up Corey. Yeah. Yeah. That's um illegal. It's that's a, pretty that's dark. a lot. <laughs> Preston's a little bitch, but he's a rich bitch, so he can get some shit done. At, I, at first, I was like, you know, Preston's a little eccentric. He's really into this dog thing. It is a little strange, but I won't question it. But this part, I was like, what? Who is this Preston kid trying to get Corey killed? Well, like... I can get where Preston would be pissed off. Can you imagine, like, working on a... Sammy, like, if you took all of your horses that you had when you were younger and you spent all of your time brushing your horses and you took them to a pony show and then some fuck who had a pony for, like, three seconds came and suddenly had, like, the prettiest little pony and just beat you, like, you'd be devastated. Except that I would lose because I didn't have ponies as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pony. I think, but okay, Preston shouldn't even been worried because he knew that this was like a wild dog and that there's no way they're actually going to be able to complete a test. Yeah. Oh, we missed the part. There's like the agility course and Tycho is not well trained. And just, like, runs through every single obstacle. He literally does not... Literally destroyed the entire agility course. And he gets penalized, but it's, like, nothing. It adds, like, a minute to his time. That's horseshit. Yeah, and I guess the penalty that Preston got for carrying the dog was more than the penalty that Calvin, Corey, whoever, got by literally destroying the course. Yeah, like, literally everything. destroying the course. And what, are they just judging who can do it the fastest that's like, not how it should work it's who can get through the course it's both yeah. yeah it's not like if it's going point a to point b he can literally just walk his dog from point a to point b in 10 seconds and be well, done especially like sammy with, well you didn't do agility dog no pony shows um like would uh, there that has to be like weight classes or something for the time yes like, yeah that little dog there's no way that he can fairly compete against the dog it'd be like me walking next to a super tall person like their steps are just big. bigger so none this, of it made sense none of it made sense there's a big like well like a social status discrepant like preston apparently is wealthy so he's like paying people to beat people up Corey has his own personal assistant like this movie's like pretty messed up in regards to like how the characters are like treating everybody around them does it take place at like a prestigious private school or something it I takes couldn't. place in children's prison. Oh. oh. So after the dog saves Corey from the two dudes who are supposed to beat him up, he's like, oh, I, I like this dog now. He's useful. And he decides to call up his little girlfriend 
and ask her for help. That was the dog. <laughs> oh, sure it was. Totally not someone locked in my closet. Of course. Oh, God. That's where Brandon is. I wasn't going to let him. The time he called that. us from like 18 different phones, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn off the Wi Fi for him. <laughs> Josh is like, ha ha, this joke is very funny. I'm glad we're all laughing at Look, this joke. That haircut was really nice. <laughs> Anyway, so he calls the girl for help. <laughs> um, and she's just like, yeah, absolutely. I'll come over and show you how to train the dog. And she teaches him how to be patient and like use food motivation and, and mm-hmm. positive reinforcement. Corey's like, how does it's magic it's magic that you this dog is listening to you it's like or you could just talk to it like a dog instead of i don't know yelling at yelling. it yeah teach you gotta teach it it's a dog they really hit it off though they, they did get lunch together they do and they talk about comics yeah and they play video games together <gasps> He does the he does the same thing where he like quizzes her about like like using trick questions and stuff, and she calls him out on it. She's like, "Why are you always using trick questions? Are you never straight with anybody?" And he's like, "No, I'm not." Shit. He's like, "Oh, am I a bad person?" Who ends up? Somebody ends up asking the lackey like why he's with Corey. I can't remember who it was, but it turns oh, out it was that Emily. It was the girl. Uh huh. It's because. I guess if she like he got to the new school and everybody was mean to him and she was like oh except Corey and he's like no he was mean to me too but then when it came down to it he was having like an asthma attack and Corey's the one who like helped him through that and so mm-hmm. he like was like oh he's a piece of shit but he has a heart of gold that shows he's sometimes okay even though he's a piece yep. of shit 99% of the time yeah even the kid was just like because she was like, oh, he's got a heart of gold deep down. He goes, deep down. Yeah. <laughs> it's buried. It's buried. Mm. It's like, you got to dig for it. You two could just be friends. You don't need Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the mom gets home from work early, finds the dog inside, but she thinks it's a bear, which is weird because he doesn't look anything like a bear. Maybe she just saw his paw prints. He's pretty big. Yeah. And maybe they live in Montana and there's like a known bear problem. Maybe. We'll give them that. Yeah, maybe. Corey gets home and she's like, honey, be careful. There's a bear in the house. And he's like, no, mom, it's my dog. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You don't have a dog. (laughs) Of course, like his parents would. They're like, you know what? That's fine. You can have a dog. I mean. This dog can parent. We don't need to. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know what? No TV or cell phone for, like, a month or two, and that's it. But you can, like, totally keep them. The dad makes some point that, like, you have to love a dog, and when you love something, you're going to be responsible for it. This can teach him responsibility through love or something. You know what else can love a kid? Parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Guys. Exactly. And they were basically like well he doesn't love us but maybe he'll love the dog yeah Yeah, maybe he'll care about that (laughs) yeah just literally like they're never around when they're around they're kind of like oh he's in his room he's fine he's old enough to take care of himself he's making noises he's barking it's fine like all of the parenting that we've seen so far has been trying to be like like make excuses like oh he's meditating good for him i'm sure that's the truth i certainly don't want to find out for sure i'm gonna go do drugs Uh, he smells too i'll just spray some air freshener and it'll be fine yeah they have a little flashback to when the dog was a puppy and like in the storm i almost cried again I did too. It was but so sad. But they didn't sad. do anything with it. Like no, they did. Because they're sleeping, and the dog hears thunder, and it, he has like some PTSD. So he has a dream of him being a sad little puppy. So then he wakes up, and he's like whimpering and stuff. And Corey like gives him a cuddle, and he's like, "You've got me now, buddy." And then the dog go back to sleep, and Corey proves that maybe like his little golden heart isn't buried under as much shit as it was buried under before this dog. This is the shit episode of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's clear. So they take 
the dog to the competition. And this is where it destroys everything. But in order to get there, I guess, was he trying to sneak past Emily? Because she's out there protesting. She or was, was there it? protesting? Yeah, she was there protesting. I, I think it was supposed to be something else. That like whole scene there, it seemed like another thing around it got cut and they didn't like have another way to get him into the pet show so they couldn't like do something else yeah Yeah, i think it seemed like he was trying to sneak past emily because she was there protesting and he didn't want her to see him but then i think they must have cut some storyline where he cared that she didn't like dog shows yeah because it doesn't seem like he actually knows at this point as far as we know yeah so he gets inside of the actual competition and he's obviously doesn't know what he's doing and he's last minute signing up and the dog looks like an absolute mess. But thankfully, someone comes to their rescue. Mr. Clean shows up with his gleaming bald head and a mop. Even better than Mr. Clean. I it know. was Mrs. Clean. <gasps> yes. Whose hair is literally a mop. The kid that he helped earlier by saving the playbook, his mom is a hairstylist. And she's like, you know what else I specialize in? dogs and <laughs> she comes to help and like literally the best line of the movie there was this other girl where she hands just like honey honey you need to come see me and hands honey, her this card honey you need this honey, you, need to you need help and then like shows her face and you're like oh wow she does it was like her hair was like frizzing everywhere. There's no way this lady leaves the house like that on purpose. Um, and this is the part where we talked about earlier where the dog just like, is this the one? Yeah, I this is the one where he literally just destroys the entire. Forward 15 minutes and what happens? Emily finds out. Oh shit. Oh, it's because they're playing video games and then somehow instead of video games on the TV, there just happens to be a news story about the dog show. And he's like, let me turn that off. And she's like, no, I want to watch this thing, which is pretty. I mean, like when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see an article or something and you're like, this just pisses me off. I should read all of the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made sense. When I was like, oh, he could just turn it off really quick. And then she was like, no, I want to watch it. I was like, oh, dang it. That is totally what someone would do. Yeah. And so um, she gets all up in arms because he entered the dog that he adopted and has been taking care of pretty well and actually is invested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's mad that he's also entered him into a competition. That yeah. was such an unnecessary conflict point. Uh, so the the lackey, the best friend, comes running up uh, with a lost dog flyer. Turns out Tycho... Uh, has a family <gasps> and they miss their dog and there's a reward what was the reward ten dollars i think it was a higher reward fifteen dollars it was seventeen dollars <laughs> did you guys buy this like i did not they did not trick me i knew these people were sh- up oh i knew it was a scam all along because we would have seen the family at the beginning like we knew from the beginning he was a stray dog cool yeah we're all smart yeah. The kid, the friend, calls him out on being selfish because Corey's like, I don't want to give up my dog. This is my dog and I love him. Have you guys ever been in that position where you like got a dog and then this has happened to me frequently. I tend to adopt strays. And one was like shortly after my like childhood dog had died. So we found this like other dog and had it for like three days and my parents had like posted well maybe not posted this would have been like 2002 but they had like reached out to everybody they could reach out to so we had the dog for like several days before finding out that the dog that we thought was probably about three or four was actually 16 whoa and had some old people owners and apologized profusely for taking that dog on many many long walks which it handled really well and i was like it could have just died <laughs> You're like, oh, it's a puppy. No, it was. He wasn't. needs tons of exercise. Yeah. He's like, oh. Didn't you recently have a cat? It, I did. But- and that one I'm still pretty pissed about because I posted literally, I got a cat that was clearly like somebody's cat. I posted on every single site I could find. We took it to the Humane Society where they were going to like hold it and like give it shots and stuff. And if the people didn't 
like they called them the day we brought it in. It took the people six days to go back and claim the cat. And they hadn't reached out on any of the places we posted. They hadn't called the vet. They hadn't responded to the vet's voicemails or anything. And then they just like, oh my gosh. Care. But like if I lost one of my cats, I would be like not yeah. sleeping, trying to find my cat, like yeah. reflecting next door constantly. And like these people yeah. like were just like, oh yeah, I guess we could go get that cat again. And like a week out, later. They were from Round Rock, which is probably Ugh. like a half hour from where I found yeah. the cat, like near my apartment. Like, how did that cat get here? I, my best guess, because I live pretty close to the Humane Society, was that they went to dump off the cat at the Humane Society and it was closed. So they just like dumped it in an apartment complex. And then when the vet call, or when the Humane Society called them, they like felt guilty and eventually like caved and went back to get the cat. Oh, gosh. Because like, I can't think of any other situation that makes sense. Yeah. That's sad. That poor cat. Yeah, I would. You, I would be moving mountains to get my dog back. So yeah, that actually happened. I let my friend puppy sit on Saturday, and um, she was like, "Well, I can keep her during the day, but you might want to come pick her up before the end of the night." And I had a party to go to that evening, and I was like, around five thirty, like, "Hey, what?" She had just moved, so I didn't know her address. I was like, "Hey, what's the address to come pick Ghost up?" She's like, not responding. I'm like. And I'm calling her and she has her do not disturb on. So it's going straight to voicemail. And I'm like, no, have my dog. I want my dog back. (laughs) I will find you and I will take my dog back. (laughs) And so I message her. I'm like, tell me your address right now or you're going to have to keep her overnight. And she's like, oh, I'll keep her overnight. And I was like, no, (laughs) just tell me. (laughs) Okay, fine. And then like she texts me in the morning, like, come get your dog. And I'm like, I wanted her last night. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it turns out that bougie boy actually paid off these people which like i guess he's in the dog competition for the glory because he's obviously rich like or these people just have like a very low fee to do something very shitty to <laughs> so yeah it turns out that preston was the one who paid those adults to steal the dog you know um, how they found out though they were like whoa the photo that the family used is the photo that i used to put the dog into the animal shelter so it's like science csi my favorite that those adults had like the most country accent and when he comes to drop the dog off they're like oh yeah that's my dog and so then preston not preston i can't i don't remember the the robin to the batman um tends to have an asthma attack so the Corey and his girlfriend can sneak in and re-steal the dog and the the one lady was like oh no i think he has the asthma she literally said she said the asthma yeah (laughs) that's why i was saying the the whole time it's not endearing if you don't do it with a southern accent josh oh i'm so sorry dear so yeah emily is like i'm really ethically against i mean i guess it's like pretty typical like 13 year old where they're like i care about this thing passionately until just now i changed my mind and maybe she saw like oh the dog show is literally just them walking around some cones so it's not that bad press there's like another dog competition they almost don't make it what i'm wondering is is this a different type of dog competition because preston lost points originally for walking his dog through and now Corey is getting pulled on the skateboard and is also doing like i feel like that's uh-huh. not so the first one and they had talked about when he found out about the dog shows that what the rules were just to like entertain the judges like you can do whatever you want with your dog as long as you're entertaining the judges pretty much Oh. But the agility course in the first show kind of negated that. So then the second one, he was just like, I have to wow the judges. But I don't know. It makes no sense. There's no consistency at all. And they like completely arbitrarily, like the one dog did like a pretty, they did like a weird dance thing. Mm -hmm. But like overall, it was like pretty boring and they gave him a 98 and then Corey came in on the skateboard there was like flames at one point and they gave him a 99 it seemed pretty arbitrary mm-hmm. yeah um my issue with it was that the dog didn't really do much yeah like, he went through the Corey course on a doing skateboard the stuff. yeah so he comes in on a skateboard the dog's pulling him and he's just going through the edge it was more that the dog walked him through the course than he did that's not the spirit and of the competition. No. And then he wins by one point, and then he uses the the measly five thousand dollars to renovate the dog shelter completely. Which, I mean, I guess it's let's not get into the using uh, a comic book theme, which I thought was unnecessary. I think it's cute, actually. 
Because <laughs> then you could like name the dogs like, oh, this is Miss Marvel and this is Batman and this is the Joker and people will be like, shit, yeah, that's cool. Especially right now. I mean, you can do that anyway, though. <gasps> the Mutant Ninja Turtles. The that would be cute. Ninja Turtles? They're, are they adults now? So you don't need to see <laughs> They're not teenagers anymore? They're puppies, okay. The baby mutant ninja turtles. They can still be teenagers. You Puppy said the turtle part. Turtles. part. I was just trying to not have to say a long name, okay? Teenage mutant ninja turtles. It's a long name, okay? And I'm slow. TMNT. At the so Emily is like, so what are you gonna do with the prize money? And we were expecting him to be like, oh, I'm gonna get the comic book that I've been wanting this whole time but that's when he's like just kidding I'm donating it to charity he could have I feel like his parents if they existed in a parental way would have been like maybe a college fund maybe maybe save up for a car that you're gonna get a couple years Mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot of money maybe get the comic book and then use the extra two thousand dollars to donate to the the shelter yeah because it's actually kind of a good investment I thought it was really lazy. I mean, it's cool that they showed the dog shelter and like what it went to, even though there's no way $5,000 would do any of that. But it was kind of lame to be like charity. Cause like, I'm all better. The, I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is not convincing me. I don't feel like he's actually changed. It's okay to want things. Yeah. And yeah. To use money that you earn yourself on yourself. Like yeah. I, I get that they were trying to make like a, like he's changed, he's not selfish anymore, kind of thing. But yeah, he really wanted that comic book, and there was nothing wrong with wanting the comic book. There was what was wrong was the way he treated people. Yeah, and he spent like a lot of time and effort collecting a thing that he was passionate about. So it wasn't just like him yeah. being like, "I'm gonna go blow all this money." It was like a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like in the end they kind of like trashed his actual dreams. I just, I felt like Corey was really unlikable in this and didn't really ever, like, make a change that felt believable enough for me to care about him. When he, like, ended up, we had Preston the whole time using money to get his way, and then at the end, instead of showing he made actual change, Corey just paid off. And, like, I'm a good person now because I spent money on this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would have been cooler if he would have, like, donated some money maybe and then, like, started volunteering or, like, using his dog to go read to kids or, like, using the dog. Like, show a scene of, like, the dog and Corey, like, mowing the lawn together or something. Like, showing that he's yeah. putting stuff towards his house or... On that note, what did we learn? I learned that this movie caused the opioid epidemic. <laughs> I really hope I cut all of the other stuff so Sammy's just like, I learned. That sounds crazy. No context. <laughs> um, I learned that I learned that you can treat your friends like crap, but as long as you're a good person underneath, that's all that matters. I learned that if you have enough money, you can just pay for shit and not actually have to make change. <clears throat> so, do we have a review? I'm trying to find some. There weren't much on IMDb, so I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Somebody marked it as want to see, and this has been 2010, and they said, I have a pit bull, and it is just like the dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> uh, we got a one star, another typical Disney movie. The dog wins the competition somehow, question mark, question mark, question mark. Best Disney Channel movie ever. That bar's pretty low. I like this one IMDb review says the two best Disney Channel movies that are the absolute best are True Confessions and Life is Rough. Wow. Stacy L. I love Kay Panna Baker and Mike Mitchell Musso, but I don't like Kyle Massey. Decent movie, though. One star. <laughs> okay. Uh, so all of that said, what would you guys rate this? Josh, go. I'm now. giving this a one because I really did not like this wow. movie. I don't give things that low usually, but wow, I I really struggled to make it through this. I was going to give it a six. That's what I was. That's fine. Go it. ahead. Yeah, I didn't it hate it. it. I didn't hate it. I 
thought it had funny moments and sure some of it was frustrating but so is most of every other movie we've ever seen on this podcast and do you know what so is life so is life and you know what else life is tell me rough oh fuck i'm giving it i said a second ago that i was going to give it a six but i thought about it a lot more so you're giving um, it a seven i'm going to give it a five because i'm completely neutral on this movie it was fine okay. I think it's Corey and the character that they made him in to be was, to me, a detestable person. Fair. I think I was the little Mitchell Musso who was being treated by people like that that way, and it never turns out well. And those are the people that I tend to avoid in my life now because they're actually shitty people 90% of the time, and that little ounce of them that's good isn't worth waiting for. So if you're in a relationship with someone, dump them now. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm not an actual life advice coach. I think we uncovered some real deep stuff with Josh here today. He's been drinking. It looks like he's drinking water. It's just been straight vodka this whole time. (laughs) Our listeners are going to make us have a rough time if they don't find us on the internet to leave reviews about this amazing episode. Bark, 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 What's that? You said you they should go to Facebook and, and follow us and leave us a review on iTunes. Wow. Bark, 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 bark. What else is he saying, Lori? I forgot what you already said. He, I don't see. I can't. I don't know uh, what I we said. We have a website. It's podmistogether.com is what not Josh Dog was saying. The cops are coming for us. <laughs> the NSA. They're actually coming for me. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Scooby-Doo-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-